0: Hi, thanks so much for joining us with APC Chats, where we basically work to spotlight people, voices, and opinions that deserve a platform and may not often get it. That said, feel free to join us in the conversation, following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So we're going to get started. Uh, With us today, we have Mike Special from Set Studios, and we just kind of wanted to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship you have a lot of different ideas you've executed successfully on all of those ideas you have many partners many clients many friends within the austin community and around um we're actually hosting the podcast series the first apc chats at south by 2017 in the warehouse of set studio and the pods that we're working with everyone has just loved them from the super not It's not high-end in price, but the beautiful one that I'm looking at to the more standard beautiful one that we're in to the one that we're going to create just a few feet away. Everybody intuitively just loves the work that you're doing, and I know this is only a fraction of who you guys are and what you do, so I wanted to give you that props first and foremost and then also let you share the story of how this all came to be.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, You know, I think, first of all, what we do is... Is something that's definitely a love and and an informal art form as well Um, first of all we're we're local austin custom home builders here in texas and i've been doing that for about 18 years now Um, and there became a time in austin where the market slowed down people needed to add space Or needed a bedroom needed an office space but couldn't necessarily sell the home that they were in Mm -hmm. or purchase another one just due to the market trends Um, so we came up with the idea of being able to office out of little pods like this that you didn't have to add on you didn't have to remodel Um, they answered many questions for a lot of people plus It was another artistic outlet for us. There was a couple other companies doing it at the time, um, and we felt we could do it better. So just like most things, you know, you take an idea and you want to transform it and make it better. Um, And we looked at these small modulars as a way to take what we did from being a residential contractor and building custom homes and just taking that and shrinking it mm-hmm. on a smaller square footage. We wanted it to be appealing. We didn't want it to look like the other sheds that were on the market, and we wanted it to be something that you could be proud of, something that you actually enjoyed to work in or work from. So that was kind of a spawn of uh, the studio movement for us, at least here in Austin, and um, and then from there, you know, it, it's kind of blossomed. We, we've been really lucky and really blessed to actually have a larger studio in which we can put several of these in and actually utilize them and practice what we preach. Um, utilize smaller square footages and, and try to create more of a communal type effect with uh, other smart business owners like yourself and in people with visions and things of that nature that the, the Austin community definitely needs
0: so the trend to go small is has been happening for a few years now I feel like you guys started it because back when it wasn't a a tv show on hgtv or it wasn't featured in dwell as often as it is now you guys really in my mind kind of led the way at least locally for sure in smaller designs how did that come about like where was that idea from
1: you know, and I think a lot of it came from our houses too. We, we do a lot of our building primarily in the downtown area,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which land is a little more scarce. So to get more features or more um, attributes in a house in a smaller square footage was something that we had to do. You know, constantly as an entrepreneur in business, you want to do something or build a product that sets yourself apart from others there's several home builders in austin Mm -hmm. what can we do in this inner city to set us apart from someone else what can we build what can we add what are going to be the things that are going to set us apart from our our competition so in taking a lot of those scenarios that we that that we utilized in our home building we we tried to do the exact same thing in the small movement so even though we may have built 1500 square foot houses we were still squeezing you know, decent sized living rooms, kitchens, with three and four bedrooms at times. So it's taking that exact mentality and just scaling it down. I think you can, what you truly need Mm -hmm. in a living space or in a workspace is actually a lot smaller than we think. And design has everything to do with that. If Mm -hmm. something's designed for a use or built for a use, you will use it in that manner realizing you don't need as much of the space is as, as, as you imagine
0: so it's about crystallizing the intention of use of space
1: absolutely it's kind of it's much like the hundred square foot one that that we have in the mm-hmm. back we've got a hundred square foot studio that i wanted you to stick your eyes on because yeah. because in saying telling someone you know it's eight foot by 12 mm-hmm. it's 100 square feet a little under but until you walk in it you don't realize it will feel a lot larger than that so it was that the experience that you had when you actually walked into it
0: once i saw it because on paper and my instinct and maybe i'm americanized and i just want more and bigger and is better and then when i started looking at it it was like wait a minute i can get that quality that i'm looking at right now in a smaller design that's going to be fully functional and you have my needs in mind so I know you're going to make it work like yeah and for the price I'm absolutely going to do it so it's also rethinking scale and value Um, and I'm a design fanatic but I trust you and your sensibilities and that's why I'm like yeah we can go smaller
1: absolutely it's something that you know until you experience fully something that you don't realize we always just want bigger we always want more Until Texas. you, yeah, absolutely. Everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. But in this end, it's getting smaller. Yeah. You know, but we're packing more design and more efficiencies and things like that into these smaller footprints. Yeah.
0: I also think there's something about individuality because I've seen we've hosted probably about 30, 30, you know, 30 people over these past days and people coming in. You know, we had a family of four in here and then we piled in another four more so we had maybe like nine people at once in this room and it was cozy and I think it was one of our best sessions because it was just we were sharing physical space but we were also you know speaking our truth and it was it was comfortable it was by no means uncomfortable and so like even just that knowing that try it and see what you can fit in but when we're talking about the pods and and what you've done here um, for those that are not in the room, there's one that we're looking at that has incredible, you know, trim and lighting, and beautiful walls. And the one we're in also has like more of an open space feel to it. And we're in a, you know, a table in a room with a monitor, open windows that gives you a lot of light, natural light. The idea of individualizing the experience, and so that you can not necessarily have to go big with a huge office or a huge home, but that you can create a very intentional room that just is what you need it to be i feel like we're getting more more of that as consumers
1: no absolutely and i think a a lot of take up on that is that helps with that is design you know we're huge into bringing the outside in Mm -hmm. i love floor to ceiling glass you know you can definitely build four walls and have one window it's gonna it's gonna feel like a cave yeah um that's something that helps that hundred square foot office out as well um, the more glass that you have in it, the, the more you feel or the less restricted you actually feel in that space and the more open it feels. Um, which again can allow you to go smaller to what you actually physically need. You don't need expansive. It's kind of funny. There's, If you look at the houses even five years ago, there's a ton of wasted space just in homes in general, be mm-hmm. it in hallways, niches. Very few families these days even use a formal dining room anymore. True. A lot of times we're building those in, building them into kitchens or um an informal dining area because they're just wasted space. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day you're paying to heat those, to light those, things like that. And and do you really need it? No. You know, or do you take that money that you just spent on that square footage for that formal dining room and put it into your areas of interest, your living rooms, your kitchens, and your outdoor spaces. So it's taking that larger mentality and just scaling it down to this, Yeah, you know?
0: Well, I even feel like the way we live has changed from the 1950s and, and the roles and responsibilities of women versus men and having someone cook and be in a separate room. And so you walk in via a door. And I had a house when I first moved to Austin in Pemberton, the smallest house on Harris. Yeah. But they, it was it was very formal. And you had a door swinging door into the kitchen and then a very separate living room. And I feel like, well, that, that models the time and the era with which this house and this neighborhood was built and that everything was distinct. You had roles and responsibilities, but as I feel more and more women started working and then the need for an open concept kitchen, because you, you know, if you're cooking, you want to maximize your time with the family. And so where we're at now is a large, in my mind, function of how people live.
1: Absolutely. What home
0: life looks like.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely if if we live outside of work in more of a communal atmosphere Mm -hmm. why would we not work in that same way yeah you know make it more enjoyable i'd much rather hang out with people that i enjoy and i can learn from and look at and look up to um as in the same tone as those are the people that i want to live with yeah you know so why would you have the segregation of the way you live after work versus the the way you work you know i think you produce the best out of people if they are comfortable in their settings so so what are those comforts it's much like uh we pretty much travel with an office in our bag these days Mm -hmm. you know outside of having a printer you know you can print anything just about anywhere but everybody works off a laptop or their phone so you have a mobile office so what do you truly need you know, I think there's, there's space, a difference. It,
0: I would say that space, that inspires you, right? Absolutely. An energy that flows that you feel like this is a groove I could jive to and, and you want to share. And I feel like that's what you've created here. Cause that's yeah. what we really enjoyed talking. Well,
1: and just the onslaught of creativity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that, that, that you guys have helped bring to it as well. You know, we definitely wanted to build an area in which we exercise what, you know, practice what we preached mm-hmm. in office out of our, our modular units. Um, but you've helped as well, bring a great deal of sensibility to this because we're running a hundred miles an hour. We see it, Mm -hmm. but it's almost, you also helped inspire it by decorating it Mm -hmm. and things of that nature on top of it. Um, plus with the, the amounts of people that have come in, it's allowed us to visualize hey, this th- this idea really can work. You know, because it's only a, a few of us here and we're typically in and out yeah. or we're going, we're very task oriented. So we're typically going to do something real fast and then get out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's it, it's it been wonderful over the past couple of days just looking to see what this can be.
0: Awesome. It's mutual for us. We've really enjoyed kind of maximizing the space. And anytime I can go out and shop for furniture, I'm <laughs> You're all down. good. I'm yeah. my mother's daughter. <laughs> yeah. That said, this is one of a few businesses that you've kind of developed and you started building homes. And then this is kind of the, the pod differentiator that you've established. What's next for set studio?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, land development, you know, and mindful land development is something that we're looking into as well. And something that we do have underway. Um, again, it's, it it goes with size and form and design. So whereas it, In the downtown area, land is definitely more, more scarce Mm -hmm. and more expensive, and you don't have the luxury of expansive land like you do in the suburbs. So how do you best design around certain standards and how do you best utilize the land that you do have? Those are things that we're focused on, on big time. And again, everything, whether it's a single family home, one of these studios or pods or more dense um, housing, it all surrounds itself by design and I think design is the huge the, the largest part to this entire concept, no matter what what size it is. So just utilizing the design that we do have and have the knowledge to to best support the markets today because the market's constantly changing even with the, the the millennials that are coming up. They don't want big houses. Mm-hmm. they want small and efficient.
0: Quality of living and over, quality of living over flash
1: absolutely, and so it makes sense. So it's kind of funny. I've always got this saying that if teepees were in style, we'd build teepees. Uh, you know, I would buy one. You would buy one as long <laughs> as you seen had the AC. space <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> it feels very intuitive to me. Yes,
1: exactly. So and it's it, everything goes back to design at the end of the day.
0: What from an advice perspective because you're an entrepreneur and we've loved kind of knowing you all these years as a family friend and and someone that is successful in developing and executing against ideas for the people who may be listening who have ideas who haven't necessarily gone from paper to action what what advice would you give
1: you know it's it, it, there's always that saying that if if you do what you love you don't feel like you're working I think mm. that that is honestly true uh, I don't feel like what I do is work. I enjoy it. Um, And I've been very blessed to be able to do that. Very few people get stuck in a monotonous routine every morning, every afternoon, every evening, and I don't feel like I've done that. So actually chasing and and figuring out what your passions are, what are you passionate about doing? What do you, you know, what's going to help, A, improve your well-being, your community's well-being? Mm -hmm. In everyone around you. Um, and if you can pinpoint what those things are and figure out a way, either a, to make a business out of it as an entrepreneur or figure out how you can, um, associate w- yourself with those type of models or things that that's, what's truly going to make you happy. And especially again, going back to, I don't feel like I get up and work every day. I don't, I don't, Look at today as oh no, I've got to go to this job site or meet with this client. I love that; I, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. So you got to you got to do what you are passionate about.
0: Agreed, and I feel I feel the same way. I feel like, but I. There's some, there's some sense about paying dues and yep. that's how I learned everything that I know. And that's how I think, um, from a training perspective, I give a lot of credit to the people who took time and invested in kind of getting, getting me to an expertise level to where I could do my own thing. Yep. Where do you find, um, your source of training? Like who gave you the tools and you the kn- guide? You know, book? it's
1: kind of funny. Um, the school of hard knocks was, was a, a great teacher. Um, but I think being open enough to, I never want to feel like I'm at the point where I'm done learning. I love learning. I love hearing different ideas from people. I've got my way of doing things. It doesn't mean it's right though. Mm. You know, I love to hear from employees, from friends, from colleagues and clients. What's a different way to do it? I love the idea of having six sets of eyeballs look at the same thing in giving their perspective on how it could be different. It's kind of funny. It's like you can take a Bible verse and have one person read it and then four others and we'll get a different thing from each person's interpretation. It's the same thing. You know, you take what you want and leave the rest, but finding out different opinions and being open-minded enough to learn that there are different ways that could help you improve is huge. So I think that's one of the greatest things that you have to remember your way is not always the right way. Yeah. There's always something that's going to be better. And it's being open enough to be able to receive that.
0: That's incredible. Well, I want to thank you for your time and absolutely. the space and being so open with what you've created because it's really inspired us to think about what's next. And we look forward to growing absolutely um, mindfully with you. Yes. It's not absolutely. about more space. It's about better impact.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And environment. Yeah. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Mike. Hi, thanks so much for listening to us at APC Chats. Hopefully you would walk away with some additional perspective or insight that you didn't have before. That said, if you want to continue the conversation, please do so following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much.